Welcome to KathleenWitten.org. We believe that Kathleen's message will inspire you, encourage you, and give you a fresh perspective on life. Now, here's Kathleen. John 6.63 just is so powerful. It says, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit in their life. It hit me because what gives me life, what gives you life, what gives the life that everyone out there is looking for, this, that, you know, what is real life? What is real joy? What is real connection with this world that we're in and connection with God? It's the spirit. It's the spirit. And and then it's just how interesting that so many of us, me included, We'll try to do stuff to make our flesh happy, thinking that that's going to give us life. And so I just, even just those four little words, the spirit gives life. The spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing, you know? I mean, even it's, it's temporary. I can go buy a, you know, brand new car and be happy for, I don't know. I mean, it's terrible now how we are. Maybe a week and then um, then we're upset about something else or we want something else. It's the spirit that gives life where you just have this contentment and this joy of, of where you are. You're not really even looking at, at other people and what they have or don't have or it just, it's a, it's a fulfillment. So I just wanted to start on that and I'm not sure the title of this I, I don't know that I can title them because I'm not sure of the direction that this is going to go. But I want us to stay in the Word and I want us to stay reading the Word because it's really easy to do topical studies like anger and then kind of throw scriptures in. And, and that, that's, that's a way of studying the Word. Um, then some people study books. Um, I just realized in my life, and this may be not like yours, but my life, I have such little time and I know y'all have little time too but I guess little patience for reading and reading reading that I better read the Bible because otherwise if I read a whole bunch of other books I won't be reading the Bible at all and the spirit that's in the Bible gives life even though other books can be good um and I'm not bashing any Bible studies that use other books to go by because that's super important and who, who, who use videos and all the other stuff. Um, but gosh, just reading the word, just reading the word and letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. So I'm going to start in John 3:22. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea and there he was spending time with them and baptizing John also was baptizing in Anan near Salem because there was much water there and people were coming and being baptized. For John had not yet been thrown in prison. Therefore, there arose a discussion on the part of John's disciples. Now, you got to remember, John went ahead. He was the forerunner and, and, and prophesied even through in the Old Testament that there would be this forerunner. John, who's actually a kind of a cousin to Jesus, and he would go out and just start preaching repentance, 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 and baptizing people. So he actually um, started having disciples following him before Jesus even arrived on the scene. 
And so, therefore, there arose a discussion on the part of John's disciples with the Jew about purification. And they came to John and said, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. And John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him from heaven. And I, I, I don't know, that stuck with me really heavily. A man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him from heaven. Um, and they're referring back to, to, to Jesus, like, you know, he's baptizing now too, and people are starting to follow him. And, but I love the way John says this, a man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him from heaven. Because it's like, do you know, you can't even receive joy or love or anything. Do you know that it's God that causes your husband to love you? Or it's God that causes people to want to be with you and love you and be kind to you. And and we can receive nothing. And, and it's interesting because we just think, oh, I can receive whatever. But no, God not only provides it all, but he provides a way for us to receive it. Have you ever tried to make someone feel better about themselves and you, you just you, you give them an honest compliment and they just can't receive it? They just won't. They just can't. And you try to say something else to make them feel a little bit better and they just won't receive it. They can't. And it's God that makes that possible. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, this is John talking, I am not the Christ, but I've been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made full. And then right here, John 3.30, he must increase I must decrease. And oh my gosh, that's what God's been saying to me. Constantly is, Kathleen, you got to decrease and you got to let me increase. Got to decrease, let me increase. And the only way I know to do that is to get in the word and to be around people who are believers and to pray and to be aware and yes, to be accountable to one another. But I, I think that for most of us, Getting alone with God and getting in the Word, he'll, He just starts talking to you. I mean, that, that verse was like, hey, I, I mean, you got to be like John the Baptist and joyfully say, He must increase and I need to decrease. And be excited about that. And you know what's neat about that too is John the Baptist wasn't, he wasn't seeking fame or fortune. He was like, this is my job. You know, I love that. Like, this is my job. I have this contentment that this is my job. He didn't go up to Jesus and go, so can I, like, you know, be your little sidekick while we're doing all these more baptisms? Or he knew, I'm, I need to decrease. I need to back off. I've done my job. And in our lives, when we say we want God to increase and for us to decrease, it means that it's a replacement theory. I mean, anything with 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 us it's interesting sometimes people think i'm just not going to be critical well then you've got to say i am going to be loving god help me to be loving because you can't be nothing you know and sometimes we'll go to a, in a situation and just be like you know i'm just not going to be critical god just help help me not to be critical well we need a replacement theory of no not not just that i decrease 
in the, in the way of being critical, not, not just that my flesh decreases, but that he increases. It has to be an exchange system or it doesn't work. And so it's God, you know, help me not to be critical and help me to be loving. And gosh, when you are praying for someone and thinking loving thoughts towards them, it is so much easier to be loving than when you're thinking critical things and you've just said about four or five critical things and then they say something typical of their little self and then, you know, it's like, well, how can I not be? Because that person is making me. Well, no, they're not. You're making yourself. So we all need to decrease and God can increase in us. The more we have of the word, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is is above all. Of course, just John talking about Jesus. What he has seen and heard and that he testifies and no one receives his testimony. He who received his testimony has set his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For he gives the spirit without measure. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the son will not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. And it's clearer and clearer and clearer that, you know, life begins. Well, when? When does life begin? You know, when you think about it, it's like, Sometimes I want to go, oh, a conception. No, no, because the Bible said that God took us before the foundation of the world. He created us and placed us in hidden places and then put us in our mother's womb. So we were created before the foundation of the world. So when does life begin and when does life end? There really is not a beginning or an ending that we can get our minds wrapped around, in other words. And he's saying that it's the spirit that gives the life, that gives eternal life through God's Son and through our amazingly merciful Heavenly Father who made a way for us to completely be forgiven and completely be fresh and clean with Him, you know? And I was just I was just saying earlier, um, it's like um, I was listening to an old revival in Brownsville, Brownsville tape. I mean, it's like this tape is so warped. I've played it so many times, but it it just talks about I need you more. I need you more than yesterday. I need you more. I need you more, God. I pray, and you know sometimes I think. I should need him less, you know, but it's not, it's not that you mature and you become a better person, quote unquote, or you read the Bible more, or all of a sudden you are reacting in better ways and you need him less. You need him more because he has to constantly increase and I have to constantly decrease. Um, it's funny. People ask me, um, not all the time, but, um, I, I write in lowercase letters, not to be cool or anything, but I write little eyes when I'm referring to myself. And I do that on purpose. That's something that God started with me a long time ago because I am little 
you know, I'm just little and he's big and it, it not only makes me happy because I can look at that and go, oh, it's the world's on his shoulders. You know, the problems are on his shoulders. Um, just like Psalm 37, you know, don't fret, don't fret, don't fret. This is what I want you to do. Do good. And knowing my job and God's job. Um, but just the little eye of just being like, I, I need to even decrease and decrease and decrease. And um, it has been said, and I, I love this quote, to be disappointed in yourself is to have believed in yourself. Think about that. To be disappointed in yourself is to have believed in yourself. Do you believe in yourself or do you believe in God? You know? And, and then Satan really likes to twist that around and get us, like, disappointed in ourselves because it's just a circle. It's just a circle and a cycle and you can't quite get out of it because you can, you can try to do better, but then you're consciously trying to do better and then you're disappointed in how you're doing better so it goes back to do you believe in yourself or do you believe in god see i'm i'm that little i and and i believe totally in god and it's not that i am never disappointed in myself it's it's more of a of an overall if you can, if you can hear what I'm saying, to be, to be disappointed in yourself is to have believed in yourself, instead of going, God, you know, anything good in me is you. It's not me. I didn't develop it. I didn't develop a nice personality. I didn't. Anything that I've been given, like John said, is from you. You know, I didn't develop uh, a way to have friends or. And so I don't believe in myself. I believe in God. Now, I, I don't mean that we're supposed to walk around going, oh, I'm such a loser, you know. <laughs> because in Christ and because of Christ, we are God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. And we can do anything he wants us to do. But we have to be also as much of a servant that Christ was. And also have that freedom to go, you know what? I'm disappointed in myself, but you know what? I don't believe in myself. I believe in God. I have a situation right now that I'm like, I need to fix it, but I don't know how to fix it. Seriously. I mean, I'm in in this situation and it makes me disappointed in myself, but I don't know how to do it differently. And, and it of course involves, you know, other people. So you're thinking, you know, how can I get this to work? And, and I love just saying to God, I believe in you. I don't believe in me. I believe in you. I believe in you can do anything through me. But that even is a miracle because I know me. <laughs> so it's like, wow, when God does use us, we can just be so elated. Um. I just wrote here, when I should have been living out God's love, his strength, his wisdom, doing all for him and seeking him at all times, I realized this morning that I was really believing in myself for and believing in my own spiritual maturity and, and believing in my patience and my love and even like 
kind, kind is horrible, but you know how it says that um, a, a gentle an- answer turns away wrath. And I most usually give gentle, gentle answers to our children, and Lacey is not quite so gentle. And so I'll kind of sit back smugly. I don't say anything, but I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe if you read the Bible a little more, he would be turning the wrath away in the family, you know. And so I, I was started believing in myself. And man, you get yourself up there and you just get ready for a fall because God just really showed me, stop believing in yourself and start believing in me. You need me more today than you did yesterday. And we don't think that way. We think, oh my gosh, I'm major improved from the little, you know, rubble that I started out as, but we need him more. We need him more. We need that humility. So my prayer this morning is, God, please forgive me for believing in me in all circumstances. Let me believe, look to, lean upon. I want you to think about what the word believe means, if you want to think about that. Let me believe, look to, lean upon, rely upon, derive strength from, and wisdom from, trust and obey you. Who do you rely upon and draw strength from? and wisdom from, and love from, and guidance from, is it God? Because that's who you believe in. Or is it is it you? Or is it a certain person in your life? Or do you have to have an escape mechanism, you know, to just not deal? Which is a lot of what our world does. But... I, I have to laugh because on all these shows and on all these reality shows that really aren't reality, but there are some people's reality, which is scary because that's not real, but that's their reality, which is really, really scary. But um, on those reality shows and even on all of these competitions where there's just extreme talent, they just say over and over and over again, you know, I, I just believe in myself and you got to believe in yourself. And that's the world's message. You got to get out there and believe in yourself and promote yourself. And, and, and it's the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. It's like, I'm a little, I, I am convicted or was this morning that I started believing in my spiritual maturity and believing in things that God had changed about me instead of Wow, I believe in God. A way for God to increase in your life and for you to decrease. And this is going to be a strange thing to hear, okay? But this is what God told me to say. A way to have God increase in your life and for you to decrease is to stop murmuring and complaining. Okay, that is kind of a strange thing. But i that is exactly what God said in my life. He was like, you know what? One way, Kathleen, serious, I mean, hit me in between the eyes, is for you to stop complaining and murmuring. And I don't really complain, but I do murmur. Like, I'll go beside my husband and go, okay, well, Maddie's in a little sarcastic mood this morning. And I don't, like, really confront her, but then I get him kind of riled up at her. And then I sit back and I'm gently like, oh, I wish he wouldn't you know, overreact like that, you know, and I just realized, you know what I'm saying? I just have this little murmuring thing that I do. And 
and, and it's um, bad, you know? And, and, and I want you to know, because I know this, knew this, and needed to be reminded of this, that in 1 Corinthians 10.10, 10, it says, don't complain, as some of them also complain. And it's talking about the Israelites going through the wilderness with Moses to the promised land. So it's also a complete reflection of our life. He's saying, in the New Testament, hey, you. This is New Testament. <laughs> this isn't something you can go, oh, that was the old and doesn't matter. It says, don't complain, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Do you know that complaining opens the door to destruction? It opens the door to destruction. Uh, complaining about anything and in murmuring. Because sometimes we're like, I'm not a complainer really at all. I'm really a positive person. Well, do you murmur? <laughs> do you murmur to yourself or do you murmur to other people? Or do you finally, or you have that one person in your life that you can just sit down and go and just throw up all over them and, and that in complaints, you know? And we need to be rejoicing. God needs to be getting bigger in us and we need to get, be getting smaller. And one part of that is getting out of the habit of complaining. It, I think it would take 30 days in the Holy Spirit. You know, because it's also in your mind and in your, in your, while you're driving, you know, I had a car, I, I turned too slowly for this car and, um, as I was going on to Burr Road and they went past me, you know, with their horn and, you know, it just alarms you and, um, but I've spent years and years, and I know this is going to sound funny. My react, my reaction in the car is always gracious because I knew I could see how I used to get so upset or mad or who was that or what do you think they thought about me or whatever. And so, yay, that's a habit broken. But I think we're being convicted right now to not complain and murmur it in this season too, to rejoice. To rejoice increases God in us and decreases ourselves. Nothing like rejoicing. Rejoicing not only reduces complaining, it replaces complaining. Remember the replacement theory? It's like, okay, I, I'm not going to complain anymore. Have you ever done that? I'm not going to complain anymore. I'm not going to murmur. I'm going to be a very positive person. Well, first of all, we need God's help. But secondly... Rejoicing replaces complaining. And so you can't just not complain. You'll find that you're itching to say something or talk or whatever. You need to consciously, instead of complaining, like even if it comes to your head to say, oh, you know, you know, like consciously shift to, oh, I'm so glad the sun's out today and. You know, and, and you're going to feel strange until that habit's broken. And then it's just like me in the car. Gracious, you know, that guy didn't bother me. I wasn't all worked up. I didn't have a wreck. Um, I didn't regret some kind of finger motion I could have given him. I, I, didn't ha I didn't look bad at him. You know, I mean, that, that habit is broken. And that doesn't mean that I'm good or great. It means I need God even more. 
and even more and even more, but it just shows to you where you can get free in your life. And, you know, we need to be realizing what portals are we opening for the enemy because sometimes we, we're like, how does he even get in? And, and it's like, wow, well, complaining seems so benign or murmuring seems so benign. And we do it to people we trust, like, oh, my gosh, Mom, so-and-so, da, 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 da. oh, I know, they always do, just da, 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 da. Well, that's murmuring instead of saying, you know, thank God for this or that. And having God increase in our lives and having us decrease, that's what brings us joy. That's what brings us life. We hope that you've enjoyed Kathleen's message. To order a copy of this and other messages, please call us in San Antonio, Texas at 210-822-5500 or toll free outside the San Antonio area, 877-397-7773. That's 1-877-397-7773. Visit our website, KathleenWitten.org, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-W-H-I-T-T-E-N.org. Thank you 